Lord, because your tomb is empty, so ours also will be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We continue with the call to worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia. So we begin with our opening hymn, Awake My Heart with Gladness, number 467. Please stand. And so we begin this Easter morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. I love the Lord because He has heard. Because he inclined his ear to me. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Let us pray. Almighty God, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. We humbly pray that we may live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning comes to us from Isaiah chapter 65. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the formal things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create, for behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and, and inhabit them They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Christ entered once for all into the holy places by means of his own blood. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant. He sent redemption to his people. The second lesson comes from Psalm chapter 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. 
At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of of our Lord. Please stand. Lord, to whom shall we... The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them as idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. That very day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? This is the Gospel of our Lord. We recite together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty.
Christ is risen. Please be seated. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so it is on this Easter morning, grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If you buy a lottery ticket, what are the odds that you will win a multi-state Powerball lottery? If you are my uncle, the odds for you are somehow greater than everybody else. You are sure to win. As a matter of fact, your odds are more like 1 in 185 million. But if you play baseball in high school, what are the odds of playing in the major leagues? Well, your odds get a little bit better, 1 in 6,600. Those are the same odds of someone guessing your four-digit pin on the first try. What are the odds that you will be struck by lightning? 1 in 3 million. By the way... A man named Roy Sullivan holds the world record for being struck by lightning. Roy has been struck seven times. He has no more hair and answers to the name Matilda. The more important what are the odds question, though, is this. What are the odds that a man, brutally beaten and then crucified by the Roman Empire, would come back to life? The odds for that are astronomical. But get this, it happened. It really happened. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The goal of this homily for this morning is for us to profess Easter and to possess Easter. Easter happened. That's profess. Easter is happening in me. That's possess. Today we wrap up our Wednesday night sermon series on the book of Exodus. We come to Exodus chapter 15. Now what are the odds that a group of Israelite state slaves would defeat the most powerful military force on earth? The Egyptians, led by that mean and mighty Pharaoh. The drama begins in Exodus chapter 1 verse 11. The Egyptians put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor who worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with hard luck in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. And it gets worse. No longer supply the people with straw made for bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. That's what Pharaoh said. Pharaoh is using bricks, whips, and his best tricks. But it gets worse. As the Israelites flee Egypt, they look over their shoulders and see Pharaoh madly chasing after them, screaming, you have hell to pay. But it gets even worse. The Israelites become surrounded and stuck on all sides. Exodus chapter 14, verse 11 says, They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt? that you brought us to the desert to die? 
And just when the odds were completely against Israel, we come to Exodus 15. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. It is no wonder then, Israelites seeing in Exodus 15 verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is the first hallelujah. Then Exodus chapter 15 verse 3, Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. All of this though is just a peak, a foretaste and a preview into the Bible's greatest against all the odds story. Opposition began early in Christ's ministry. Pharisees plot with the Herodians. Detractors say he is demon-possessed. Scribes test him with Torah trivia. His brothers ride and ridicule him. Sadducees posture with Pentateuchal pride. It gets worse. Christ will have hell to pay. Once once arrested, Jesus is bound, accused, blindfolded, and mocked. But it gets worse. They strip him naked and beat him into a bloody pulp. But it gets even worse. Jesus is blood-soaked and spiked to a tree for six hours. He is crucified, dead, and was buried. And just when everyone thought that it was all over, the angel announced, He is not here. He has risen, just as He said. Mary shouts, Rabboni! Then Thomas, for the ages, My Lord and my God! Against all the odds, Jesus lives. Hallelujah. The goal of this sermon is for us to profess Easter and to to possess Easter. Easter happened. That's profess. Easter is happening in me. That's possess. There are at least three barriers, though, to us possessing Easter. Maybe we grew up in a family that simply didn't work. Sometimes I run into people and they're walking zombies because when they were children, something was broken inside. Now they're a third or halfway through life and they're starting to think that what's broken will never be fixed. What was lost will never be found. I'm talking about the one in three people whose parents got divorced. I'm talking about the one in four women who were sexually abused as children. I'm talking about the one in seven people who grew up with an alcoholic parent. I'm talking about the people who grew up in families with absentee dads, controlling moms, screaming parents, and abusive siblings. And you feel as though the odds are against you. Maybe we have experienced a devastating loss. For some of you, this means that your spouse has died, that your marriage died, that your child died, or your father died. 
For others, it means that your dream has died. And I would venture to guess that for some of you, your will to live has even died. Most days it feels as though Mount Everest is sitting on your chest, crushing what's left of your life. And you feel as though the odds are against you. Perhaps we are crippled by a destructive habit. What is that habit for you? Is it gambling? Is it drugs? Alcohol? Porn? Work? I once heard someone say, I spent my entire childhood feeling invisible. There was no abuse or other stuff like that. I just felt invisible. And I wanted to say, hello, I'm here. I'm a little person with a love-starved heart. Would you please notice me and see me and convince me that I matter? And it never happened. And now today he is addicted to his boat and his booze and his big bucks. Perhaps you can relate. You feel as though the odds are against you. All of the odds were once against a man named Lee Caps. Lee, who didn't know how to fly, took off in a private plane with a friend who was a pilot. And when they, and when they got up to cruising altitude, Lee's friend, the pilot, had a heart attack and died. Lee grabbed the radio and cried for help. An air traffic controller in Renton, Washington, heard Lee's cry, and he said, this is your lucky day. I'm not only an air traffic controller, I'm also a flight instructor. Would you be interested in a flying lesson? And being otherwise unoccupied, Lee Cap said, sure, why not? And the air traffic controller said, Lee, you're going to have to take a shot at landing the plane. No practice, no dress rehearsal, no spring training. Lee Caps came in like a drunk duck. He was all over the place, and he hit pretty hard. But Lee Caps walked away from it all with only a few minor cuts. Afterwards, the air traffic controller was interviewed by several TV stations. They asked him, did you really think that he would walk away alive? And the air traffic controller responded, Folks, Lee Caps made it against all the odds. I know. Oh God, I know. Stuff is going on. A whole lot of stuff is going on in your life. You're circling the runway and trying to land. Your greatest fear is that you will crash and burn. In that case, let me remind you of two honest-to-God facts. Against all odds, Israel made it out of Egypt. Better yet, against all odds, Jesus Christ is risen today. We profess Easter with every ounce of our being, but, oh God, we also long to possess Easter with every ounce of our being. And Paul says that we can. He says that the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, is living in you. He has raised Christ from the dead. He who has raised Christ from the dead will also give life 
to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, Easter can happen in us. God promises resurrection for everything. Everything that looks so lifeless, so helpless, and so dead. Ask the Holy Spirit to make all of this real for you. In John chapter 14, verse 19, Jesus puts it this way, Because I live, you also will live. Easter happened. That's profess. Easter is happening in me. That's possess. We now live and we will live forever and we have a, and we have a word for all of this living forever. Alleluia. Amen. this time we will collect our tithes and offerings in the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book whether you are a member or a guest with us please sign that book so that we know that you were here to worship with us we collect our tithes and offerings Please stand.
Let us pray. Almighty God, you have sent your Son into Satan's wilderness to bring us out into your land of promise, where sin, death, and the power of the devil has been defeated. By your Son's mocking, flogging, ridicule, and agony, he has trampled down the devil. By his death, he has destroyed death. By his resurrection, he has broken down the prison doors of the grave. Cause this good news of your Son's victory to be heralded throughout this land and every land, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, many more hearts would confess and believe that Jesus is Lord and be saved. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, your Son called the fishers of men and commanded the church to make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching them. Give us faithful pastors who will preach and teach your word so that the good work of you begin so that the good work you begin in holy baptism and continue through teaching will be brought to completion on the last day when we shall rise from the dead and appear with Christ in glory. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, as baptized children of the Heavenly Father, we have been raised in Christ to walk in newness of life. Help and strengthen us to love the neighbor in our many and various callings, so that the devil's works are frustrated. Your kingdom advances, and your Son is glorified. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, direct and guide all who are in high positions of authority in government and in business, that the forces of darkness may be restrained, and that Christ and, and that Christ and that the church's preaching of your Son's victory may spread to every place. Defend and bless all first responders, all first responders, and all who serve us in our armed forces. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, because your Son swallowed the veil of death that covered the nations, give healing to those who are sick and relief to those who are suffering, especially all those that we name before you in our hearts. Lord, we pray that you would cause your peace to descend gently on those who have doubts or fears and comfort those who grieve, especially, Lord, all of those who are on our health, health list. Uphold the dying in the faith and, the, and in the bold hope that you will raise their dead bodies from the grave, bringing them into the new heaven and the new earth where you will wipe every tear from their eyes. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, your Son now shares his victory over all that desires to destroy us in, this, in, in your death and resurrection. Help us, Lord, to know and to understand and to have faith and to believe that the, peace of, that the peace of our sins has been forgiven, that our death defeated, and that the devil and the devil strong-armed and he has been disarmed. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the great cloud of witnesses who went before us in the faith. In your fatherly kindness, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Even as we run our, ra- even a- even as we run our race with patience toward that city that has foundations of which you are the designer and builder. So that our exile will be complete and we will be home. Lord, in your mercy. 
Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through faith in the victorious and risen Jesus Christ. Amen. And Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Please be seated. Very special welcome to all guests and visitors who were here for our sunrise service this morning. Everyone is now uh, invited to go over to the breakfast that has been prepared for everyone uh, over in the Fellowship Hall right across the way in the school. I do not have any announcements for this morning, uh, but we do need to pray. 
uh, before we eat, so let's say the common table prayer together. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. Just one final announcement. Uh, the office will be closed tomorrow on Monday, but will reopen again on Tuesday, the 23rd. <laughs> uh, I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. Thank you.